Chapter Seven of the King Nobody Wanted by Norman F. Langford. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: Slow to Understanding. Not all the Pharisees treated Jesus as an enemy. There was one of them named Simon who decided to have Jesus come to his house for dinner. Perhaps Simon thought that the other Pharisees were too hard on Jesus. Perhaps he thought that he might show Jesus where he was wrong. Or perhaps he was just curious. Jesus had become very well known, and many people called him rabbi or teacher. It would be interesting to talk with the famous rabbi all afternoon. Whatever the reason was, Simon asked Jesus to come and have a meal with him and his friends. While they were eating their dinner, a woman stole in quietly through the open door. She had not been invited. Simon would never have dreamed of inviting her into his house, for everyone in town gave her a bad name. She's not a good woman, not a nice woman at all, people said. They turned their eyes away when they met her on the street. Any other time, the woman would not have wanted to come to Simon's home, for no one likes to be stared at coldly and to be put out of the house. But today was different. Jesus was there. She brought with her a box of ointment. Ointment was the gift that Jewish people brought when they wanted to honor an important person or some dear friend. Clutching her box of ointment, the woman crept across the room to where Jesus was sitting. She began to cry. The tears rolled down her cheeks and dropped on Jesus' hot, dusty feet. Then she wiped his feet with her hair and kissed them. She opened her precious box and began to rub his feet with the soft white salve. No one spoke or moved. Simon was angry and disappointed with Jesus. The other Pharisees were right after all. So this is the great new prophet sent from God, he thought to himself. If Jesus were a prophet, we shouldn't be looking at a scene like this. He would know what kind of a woman that is who is touching him. Why, everybody knows how bad she is. Jesus did not need to be told what Simon was thinking. Still sitting there, while the woman clung to his feet, Jesus spoke. Simon, I have something to say to you. Yes, Rabbi. Simon replied, What is it? Let me tell you a story, Jesus said. There was once a money-lender who had two men owing him money. One of them owed him five hundred dollars, the other owed him fifty. Neither of them had anything with which to pay him back. So the money-lender told them both to forget about the debt, that they didn't need to pay. Now tell me, which of those two men will love the money-lender most? Simon answered, Why, I suppose the man who owed him the most. That's right, Jesus replied. Now, Simon, he went on, look at this woman. When I came to your house today, you didn't even give me any water to wash the sand off my feet, though that is what is done in friendly homes. But this woman has washed my feet with her own tears and dried them with the hair of her head. You have scarcely been polite to me, but this woman has done nothing but kiss my feet. You never thought of putting ordinary olive oil on my head, but this woman has put precious ointment on my feet. You think this woman is a great sinner, Jesus continued, 
and so she is. She has done many things that are wrong, but her sins have been forgiven. I have brought her to a new life, and she doesn't have to worry any more about the sins of the past. That is why she loves me so much. But, of course, a person who hasn't had his sins forgiven isn't going to know much about love. Jesus turned away from Simon. He might have added, A cold Pharisee like you, so sure that nothing is wrong with you, is a great deal worse off than this poor sinful woman. You have got all your sins still to worry about, and you don't even know it. But Jesus did not say it. He left Simon to think that out for himself. Instead, he spoke to the woman. Your sins are forgiven. The other people in the room began to mutter to themselves, There he goes, forgiving sins again. What right has he to forgive anybody's sins? But Jesus paid no attention. He spoke once more to the woman at his feet. Your faith in me has saved you, he said. Everything is all right now. Go in peace. That was the end of the dinner party at Simon's house. But it was not the end of the talk and gossip about the kind of friends that Jesus made. Some thought he must be bad himself, because he had so much to do with the people to whom even the Pharisees would not speak. Everywhere he went there was the same complaint. Time and again Jesus tried to explain why he was more interested in sinners than in anyone else. Why the people that Pharisees despised were the very people who needed his love the most. What could be better than to save someone from an evil life? Jesus told story after story to show the Pharisees what he meant. One time he said, Suppose a shepherd had a hundred sheep, and one sheep strayed away from the others and got lost. Would he not leave the other ninety-nine and go after the lost sheep until he found it? And when he did find it, he would pick it up and carry it joyfully home. Then he would go around and tell all his friends and neighbors. He would say, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Or suppose a woman had ten silver coins and dropped one of them on the floor. Wouldn't she light a candle and sweep the floor and look everywhere until she found it? Then she would say to her friends and neighbors, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin I had lost. In the same way, Jesus said, God is more pleased over one sinful person who stops sinning than over all the others who think they have never sinned. The Pharisees still did not get the point. So Jesus tried again, with another story. He said, A certain man had two sons. One day the younger son said, Father, give me my share of the property which is coming to me. So the father gave each of the sons his share. Then the younger son packed up his belongings and went away to a far country. There he spent all his money foolishly. After his money was gone, this young man had nothing left to live on. He went to work for a farmer, who sent him out to feed the pigs. He was so hungry that he would have been glad to eat the pig's food, but no one gave him anything. Then one day he said to himself, What a fool I am! Why am I staying here? He thought of how even the servants at home had plenty to eat, while he was starving to death. He said, 
I will go back to my father and tell him that I have sinned against him and against God. I will tell him that I am not worthy to be his son and ask him to give me work as one of his servants. So he went home. But before he reached the house, his father saw him coming and ran out to welcome him. The young man started to say, I have sinned and I am not worthy to be your son. But his father called out to a servant, Bring the best clothes in the house and shoes for my boy's feet. Then kill the fattest calf we have and get ready to feast. My son is back and we are going to celebrate. Meanwhile the older brother was out in the field. When he came home he heard music and dancing in the house. He asked a servant why they were having a party. When he was told he became very angry. He would not even go in the house. When his father came out to ask him to join the party, the older brother said, All these years I have stayed at home and helped you. I did everything you told me to. In all that time you never once gave me a party. But when my brother comes back from spending your money, why, nothing is too good for him. But the father answered him kindly. Son, he said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. It is right that we should celebrate and be happy. For it is as if your brother had been dead, and now he is alive again. He was lost, and now he is found. The days went by. Some days were good, and some were bad. Once in a while Jesus would find somebody who seemed to understand him and believe in him. Then again it would seem that he was failing in what he was trying to do. The time he healed the Roman officer's servant was one of the good days. Jesus was just coming back to Capernaum after preaching out in the country when this officer approached him. Although he was a Roman and the captain of a company of Roman soldiers, this man was well liked in Capernaum. For he had built the Jews a synagogue, and everyone knew that he loved the Jewish people. He came to Jesus and said, Lord, my servant is dying at home very sick and suffering greatly. Jesus replied to him, I will come and heal him. But the officer shook his head. Lord, he said, I am not worthy that you should come into my house. Just speak the word standing here, and that will heal my servant. You see, I have an army under me. I say to a soldier, Come here, and he comes. I tell my servant to do something and he does it right away. You have that kind of power, too. You just have to say that my servant shall be healed, and he will be healed. Jesus was joyful when he heard these words. To those who were standing around, he said, I tell you, I have not found among the Jewish people anyone who believes in me so much as this Roman does. And I tell you this, too. When you talk about the kingdom of God, you shouldn't think that God has no place in it for anyone except Jews. God is going to bring people together from every country, everybody who has faith like this officer's faith. And some of the Jews may find themselves outside the kingdom, looking in. Then he turned to the officer and said, Go back to your house. You have had faith in me, and I will give you what you ask. When the soldier went home, he found that his servant had recovered from his illness while Jesus was speaking. 
That was one of the good days, when Jesus found a new believer. But a bad day came, when Jesus found that his oldest friend had begun to lose faith in him. John the Baptist was not sure any longer that Jesus was the Messiah. And John was in trouble. He had preached against King Herod, the son of the king who had died when Jesus was a baby. Herod married another man's wife, and John the Baptist said that this was a sin. Herod threw John into jail. As John lay in his prison cell day after day, he began to wonder about Jesus. Had he been wrong in thinking that Jesus was the Messiah? Jesus did not seem to have done very much as yet. The Romans were still in the country. The rich people were as bad as they had always been, and the poor were just as poor. At last John could not stand it any longer. When two of his followers visited him in jail, he sent them to ask Jesus who he really was. Ask him, said John, are you or are you not the Messiah? John's followers found Jesus busy healing the sick. They drew him aside and told him what John wanted to know. Are you the one who was to come, they asked, or must we look for somebody else? So even John the Baptist had his doubts. John, the man who said that he was not worthy to baptize Jesus, the same John who once called Jesus the Lamb of God. Jesus pointed to the crowd of people whom he had been healing, and he said to John's disciples, Go back and tell John what you have seen and heard here. Tell him I am doing what I can. Tell him how the blind are getting back their sight. Tell him, too, how the lame are learning to walk, and how the lepers are being cured. Tell him that I am preaching to the poor. Tell him all about what I am doing, and let him decide for himself whether or not I am the Messiah. And tell him this. Blessed is anyone who believes in me, and takes me just as I am. Jesus never heard what John thought of this message, for John did not live much longer. One night King Herod gave a birthday party, and a pretty girl danced so well that the king offered to give her anything she asked. The girl went to her mother to find out what she ought to say. Her mother hated John the Baptist because he had spoken the truth, and so she told her daughter, Ask for the head of John the Baptist to be brought in here on a platter. The girl went to the king and asked for John's head. The king was sorry then that he had made that promise, for he was half afraid of John. However, he had to keep his word. And so he sent servants to the prison, and they cut off the head of John the Baptist with a sword, and brought it back to the palace on a platter. When Jesus heard what had happened, he felt very sad. He said, Let us go out to some quiet place and rest a while. Things were not going very well. John the Baptist was dead, and Herod might be planning to kill Jesus next. Some men, in fact, came one day to warn him to get out of Herod's kingdom. Go and tell that fox, he said, that I am busy curing sick and conquering evil, and neither Herod nor anybody else is going to stop me until I have finished my work. But things were going badly just the same. Jesus saw that there were not many of the people who understood his message or knew who he was. A few believed in him, 
but others soon lost interest in him, if they ever cared at all. Only once in a long while did he see any results from all his work. He explained this in one of his stories when he said, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some of the seed fell in the pathway, and people walked on it, or the birds ate it up. Some fell on rock, and this seed began to grow, but no sooner had it sprung up than it died, because it did not have deep roots. Some fell among thorn-bushes, and the thorns grew faster than the seed and choked it out. But some of the seed fell on good ground, and there it grew into a good harvest. When the disciples were alone with him, they asked Jesus to tell them what this story meant. He said that the seed stood for the words that he spoke to them. Some people heard him, but they soon forgot what he said. That was like the seed falling on the pathway. Others were very excited about what he said when they first heard it, but when it was hard to do what he told them, they soon gave up trying. That was like the seed falling on a rock, where there was no soil or water to give it root. Then there were some who cared more about the money and pleasure than they cared about God. That was like the seed being choked by thorns. But some people heard Jesus preach, and they believed him with good and honest hearts, and they were faithful. That was when his preaching brought results, and it was like the seed falling on the good rich earth. Unless people have faith in me, said Jesus, they will never understand God. They will see the things I do, and never know what they are looking at. They will listen to me, and never know what they are hearing. I can do nothing with them. But you, my disciples, you have faith in me. You will understand everything some day. The disciples were going to be good ground for the seed that Jesus sowed. End of chapter 7